If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. <laughs> Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. Vacancy. I was traveling cross country for work and it was getting late. My eyelids were growing heavier by the second. I had nearly dozed off once already. I needed a bed and fast. I got off at the first exit that had a hotel sign. When I reached the end of the ramp, I saw a sign indicating that the hotel was four miles down the road. After two miles, I could barely keep my eyes open. I noticed I was driving through an old section of whatever town I was in. On each side of the street were four or five old buildings that were wall to wall. They were brick buildings that seemed to have been well preserved. They appeared to be home to multiple small businesses. One was a coffee shop, another an antique store, there was a jewelry store, and next to that, I spotted an establishment that instantly grabbed my attention. Claudia's Bed and Breakfast. I was in luck. There was a large sign on the door that read, Vacancy. I was very fortunate because I didn't think I could make it the next two miles to the hotel without falling asleep at the wheel. But now I didn't have to. A bed is a bed, right? I immediately pulled over. I got out of my car, quickly made my way to the front door, and was about to wrap my knuckles on the window when I spotted a frail, frizzy-haired old woman wearing a tattered robe approaching the door. It was almost as though she were expecting me. She opened the front door and looked up at me with muddy brown eyes. You need a room, don't you, young man? As long as the room has a bed. She smiled and waved me inside. Come with me. I followed the old woman up a thin, squeaky flight of stairs. She led me down a shadowy corridor and pushed the door to the room open. Is it to your liking? I poked my head into the room. It was a small room with bright yellow walls and white chiffon curtains. I see a bed, so yes, it is. I pulled out my wallet, but the old woman waved me off. You're tired. Get some sleep. You can square up with me in the morning. Breakfast is at eight o'clock. I thanked her and entered the room. I shut the door, threw off my jacket, and sat down on the bed. It was very soft and cloud-like. I was going to sleep like a baby. As I pulled my shoes off, I noticed three unusual pictures hanging on the wall. Each was a picture that focused on the bed within the very room I was in. Under each picture were individual plaques that read, Past, 
present, and future. In the picture that said past, I could make out the figure of a body under the blankets on the bed. The photo called present showed a made-up but empty bed. And the photo that read future showed someone lying in the bed with the covers pulled up over them, much like the present picture. It was kind of cute, like someone was comfy in the bed not long ago, and will be again in the future, but right now it's empty because I'm standing here looking at the pictures. A little weird, but cute. As I took off my pants and shirt, I noticed there was one distinct difference between the past and future pictures. In the past picture, I noticed a large red stain on the pillow next to the sleeping person's head. I wasn't sure what that was supposed to represent, and I really didn't care. Sleep was my priority, and I was out before my head hit the pillow. I woke up to a crack of thunder and the relentless hammering of rain on the roof above me. I peered over at the digital clock sitting on the bedstand next to me. I was relieved to see that the time was 3.30 a.m. I still had plenty of time to get more sleep. Just as I was about to close my eyes again, a flash of light illuminated the room and something caught my eye. It was the trio of pictures on the wall. There was something different about them. I got out of bed, flipped on the light, and inspected the photos. I confirmed that they were indeed significantly different from before, in an extremely creepy way. The past photo was a picture of me sitting on the bed removing my shoes. I urgently turned around and began scanning the wall for cameras. I didn't spot anything straight away, but obviously there was one there somewhere and I was being filmed without my consent. And worse yet, the old woman printed this picture, came into my room while I was sleeping, and hung it up. Strange, creepy, unnerving, yeah, all of the above. This was my cue to conclude my night of sleep at the hotel two miles down the road. I jumped into my pants, slipped on my shoes, and sloppily threw on my shirt. As I headed for the door to get the hell out of Claudia's disturbing bed and breakfast, I caught a glimpse of the pictures again. What the hell? They were different than they had been just a minute ago. The past picture now showed an image of me lying in bed asleep as the old woman stood at the side of my bed glaring down at me. Then I noticed the present picture. What is going on here? The present picture was just that. It was me standing in front of the three pictures staring at them. I gasped when I saw what was in the future picture, and it was at that time when I heard the door to my room burst open. I turned my head to see the crazy old woman, her face twisted into a ferocious scowl, rushing toward me with a machete held high in the air. This shouldn't have been a surprise to me. The future picture showed my decapitated head 
lying on the bed. The service. I'm a nerd. I wear glasses. I have a pocket protector. I love a good bow tie. I'm president of the Dungeons and Dragons Club at school. Sometimes we even dress up as our characters. I'm a computer whiz. I have a gigantic action figure and comic book collection. And yes, I'm a huge fan of Star Trek. The fact is, I've always been fine with all of this. That is, until I fell in love with the head cheerleader in high school. Her name is Becky. She has long, flowing golden hair, sparkling blue eyes, and lips of cherry. Her body is trim, fit, and perfectly proportioned. My friend Stuart tutors her in science. I traded him a Grimm's Word Ultimate 7 action figure to fill in for him one afternoon. Becky is smarter than one might expect a cheerleader of her standing to be. She doesn't really need a tutor. It's just that she's super busy and falls behind. Having a tutor helps her catch up faster. After our lesson was over, she told me that she recognized my name from the Dungeons and Dragons Club. I guess the sign-up sheet was near the cheerleader sheet. She told me that she always thought it sounded fun and would like to play. She even asked me if I would teach her how. I think I said I would. I got lost in her hypnotic eyes and can't recall. Anyhow, this is my soulmate. I'm sure of it. The problem is that Becky has a boyfriend. A jerk-off jock named Johnny Collins. He's a football, basketball, and baseball star. He's also a bully who has picked on me consistently since I was a freshman two years ago. I figured by the time I was a junior, those childish antics would subside. But just last week, he knocked my lunch bag out of my hand and stomped on it. I'm sure Becky is unaware of this side of Johnny, or she wouldn't still be with him. Becky congregates in a vastly different circle than I do. She's one of the cool kids, and hangs out with that crowd. Most of their school activities center around sports, of which I know nothing. Whenever I see her in the student parking lot, she's getting a ride home from Johnny or one of her other friends in a sharp, shiny new car. I still take the bus. Even though she told me she had an interest in D&D, outside of tutoring, she never comes anywhere near our locker hangout area. Let's face it, a nerdy guy like me was never going to land a girl like Becky. Not without some serious changes. In order to get her to consider me, I'd need to be a cool kid. A popular kid. And being halfway decent looking wouldn't hurt either. I was up for the challenge, but didn't even know where to begin, so I started scanning the internet. After an hour of searching for ideas, I was about to give up when I happened upon a business simply called The Service. 
Their tagline was, We'll take you from geek to chic in one night. This was exactly what I was looking for. I called the number on their website and spoke to an operator with a deep, lustful voice. I confessed that I was a nerd and revealed that I wanted to do anything possible to get the head cheerleader. They said they'd be able to help me and the price they quoted me for their service was quite high. But that was fine. I had saved up a lot of tutoring money over the years and was willing to spend it on something important such as this. I was told that an associate would get in touch with me soon. The next day, I was standing alone at the bus stop when I heard a smooth, sensual voice call my name. Ronald? I turned my head and my eyes nearly popped from my skull when I saw a voluptuous woman in a form-fitting, low-cut dress revealing cleavage that I could get lost in for days. (laughs) Her pale skin and deep red lips were framed by raven black hair which spilled over her shoulders. She was leaning against a red Ferrari. Boy, she would look good dressed up as a warrior princess. My name is Rhonda. Are you ready to be serviced? I nodded my head like a doofus, and she motioned for me to get into her dazzling ride. As she drove me around town, making sure everyone who was anyone saw me in the Ferrari, she explained to me the entire plan. They got word around school that I was going to be late today due to my falling out with my filthy rich girlfriend with ties to royalty who happens to live on the other side of the country. The reason for the fallout was that I was screwing her twin sister. And here's the kicker. She didn't break up with me. I broke up with her because I was bored with her. Quite frankly, I thought this story made me seem like a first-class schmuck. But the sensual woman assured me this would make me an overnight sensation within the halls of the school. The service circulated a rumor that I had landed a significant part in an upcoming superhero movie. If anyone brought this up to me, I was instructed to respond by saying that my agent is still in negotiations with the movie studio and I can't comment any further. The service also booked a nearby lodge for a gigantic party that I was hosting, and everyone would be coming. Rhonda brought the sports car to a skidding halt outside the high school. Everyone stopped and turned as I exited from the car. The sensual beauty exited, rounded the vehicle, wrapped her arms and one of her legs around me, and gave me a tongue-slithering sloppy kiss. I was dizzy with ecstasy as she whispered in my ear, If they ask you who I am, just say I'm someone you have some fun with on the side. As she drove away, I noticed that all of my fellow students were watching me in awe. They were mesmerized and impressed, to say the least. I strutted into school like John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever. That day, my fellow students treated me like some kind of rock star that they were all too nervous to approach. Rhonda had told me to expect as much. The highlight of my day was when I made eye contact with Becky from across the hall, and she smiled and waved at me. 
Was this really working? That night I got to the lodge expecting for the service to gussy me up, but Rhonda insisted I keep my normal attire. Their goal wasn't to change who I was, but rather to change everyone else's perception of me. The party was massive. The entire high school must have showed up. Even Stuart and the rest of my nerdy friends were there. <laughs> they were all instantly deemed cool by their association with me. It was an awesome night, and I was having a lot of fun. The problem was, Becky was having a good time as well. She was dancing, laughing, and seemed to be having the time of her life with Johnny and some of her other friends. <laughs> she was even yucking it up with my good buddy Stuart, who was even more of a nerd than I was. But she hadn't said a word to me all night. I spotted Rhonda leaning up against the bar nursing a martini. She waved me over. When I reached her, she welcomed me with a sexy smile. Having a good time? I nodded. Wait. The fun is just about to begin. I crinkled my nose in confusion. What do you mean? She motioned toward Johnny who was chugging a drink from a red cup. Once Johnny is dead, Becky will seek comfort in your arms. Dead? What are you talking about? His drink is poisoned. He'll fall dead within five minutes. Uh, poisoned? You're going to kill him? You said you would do anything possible to get the head cheerleader. My mouth was agape as Rhonda strolled away. But as stunned as I was by Rhonda's revelation, I was even more shocked when Johnny Collins approached me and spoke sincerely. Uh, Ronald, I want to apologize to you for bullying you all these years. Truth is, I've always been jealous of you. I was dumbfounded. Jealous? Of me? You've always been so smart, and you know what you like, and aren't afraid to enjoy yourself no matter what other people think. You're brave. I couldn't believe what I was hearing, but Johnny continued. I'm just a dumb jock. If I wasn't good at sports, I'd have nothing. Nobody would care about me, and the sad truth is that one day, I won't be the popular athlete anymore. And what then? You, on the other hand, will always be smart and have the gumption to go after what you want and enjoy yourself along the way. And just like that, I was feeling sorry for this jerk that had bullied me and treated me like dung most of my life. Johnny, I think you're being a little hard on yourself. I mean, you have Becky. She's the most wonderful, beautiful girl in the world. He shook his head. I don't have her. Her heart lies elsewhere. What do you mean? Where does her heart lie? With you, Ronald. Her heart lies with you. Ever since you tutored her that day, you're all she ever talks about. She's secretly a nerd kind of like you. She's into cosplay, she loves comic books, she's a big Star Trek fan, and she's so impressed with the fact that you are the president of the Dungeons and Dragons Club. 
You two are perfect for each other. Those are her words, not mine. She told me that last night when she broke up with me. What? She broke up with you? For me? Johnny nodded. This doesn't make sense. She's been having such a good time with you and her other friends. Even my buddy Stuart. But she hasn't even looked my way. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's kind of like when you lost your nerd status. She lost interest. Those were Johnny's last words. He had a massive heart attack and fell to the floor, dead. As for Becky, she found comfort in the arms of my nerdy friend, Stuart. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for our newsletter and I'll give you some free stuff. We'll see you soon. Very soon. If you like the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories podcast, please subscribe on whatever platform you listen on. Feel free to leave a nice review, too, if you like. And don't be shy about letting other people know about the show. All of these things help us out a ton, and we appreciate it very much.